This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Is that is this a new segment for Ryan where he's talking talkies? <laughs> talking talkies. There we go. <laughs> Got a chili limon this week. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't so know if tasty. I'd pay for that. And I saw the Asylum, um Asylum, which I never it, never know if I say it right. It it's Elysian. Elysian. Uh, yeah. Elysian. Elysium. I always say it wrong. Thank you, Ryan. Elysian. I You're apologize. Isilian. Isilian? Elysium. Why can't I say it? I don't know. You, you know, like that, that movie with Matt Damon in it? Elysium? <laughs> yes. And Toulouse hops. I don't know if I've ever heard of... Ta- is it Talus? T-A-L-U-S? It's Asylum. It's Asylum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the four is not spelled out. It's the letter four. It's the letter four? Number four. Shit. <laughs> is that what just occurred in front of me? It's the letter three. It's Dollar Sign, Texas, if you ask me. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie, and this is the official podcast, The Craft... Craft... The Glout. The Craft... The Craft Glout. Hey, Mick. Take that one from the top. This is the Craftology Radio Network podcast called Craft Brews Geek News, collection of those two things, Craft Brews Geek News, tied loosely together. Um, here we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could talk about these things but us three handsome boys? Ryan. You are kind. Are you? you are kind, Donnie. Thank you. For <laughs> a little too kind for Ryan. I didn't say three. <laughs> That's right. You included me. That's uh, right. I did. I did. Doing really good and enjoying using my new headphones uh, for this, <laughs> this right. edition. So, so far, All I'm right. really digging them. Really like Paid them. placement? I could. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> you got my Best Buy. Who cares? It's I got my King. Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> no paid placement, though. These are just Ryan's real feelings about these headphones. That's it. Nope. I really enjoy them. Very clear. I can hear you guys perfectly. And hopefully all the listeners out there will hear me as well. I'm sure they will. Uh, we are joined by one more handsome young boy. Laos, how are you? Why am I a boy? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, it's, I feel like everyone else was regarded as a man. I don't know. I'm good. I'm fantastic. I cannot complain about anything. Everything's great, as as it can be. One day you'll become a man, don't worry. No. We'll all be there to see it. You'll become what? a louse man? <laughs> I don't know what's supposed to happen to me in this situation, but I'm not. I'm already not a fan of it. I'm, I'm already not a fan. Um, well, good. It, it regard, it, it's, it's irregardless, if that's a word and whatnot, but... Um, before we get into it, anybody got anything hot and spicy to talk to? Talk to or about? Either. No, just f- whatever object you're referring to, just yell at it, scream at it, and don't include us. <laughs> just talk to it directly. I've got, got Takis in the cupboard. They're, they're so hot and spicy. Don't, is that break is this a new talkies. segment for Ryan where it's talking Takis? <laughs> talking Takis. There we go. <laughs> Got a chili limon this week. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> I, I don't so know if tasty. I'd pay for that. Yeah, they are know. tasty, though. They're going to be perfect for Donnie's birthday celebration uh, you, you, this coming Friday. You got to have Peter chips are Slender out the window. Thingies. Here come the top. Tucky chips are in. <laughs> yeah. For the listeners out there, Ryan has a notorious behavior of eating chips or preferably pita chips, which are the loudest type of chip. While we play video games online together. It's all about the crunch, though, guys. It's all about the crunch. <laughs> yes, it is. Something about you is all about the crunch. I'll give you I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not crunching, though. These spicy beers we talk about. For our first section, what are you drinking? What are you going to drink? So what I brought... So uh, first off, let's see, back up. I was, in the, I was in Publix like a week and a half or two weeks ago. And I saw the Asylum... Um, Asylum, which I never... It, never know if I say it right. It it's 
Elysian? Is it, you know, this one? Everyone knows this one. They make the space dust. Yeah. Elysium. Uh, yeah. Elysium. Elysium. I always say it wrong. Thank you, Ryan. Elysian. I You're apologize. I, I can never say it. There's very, there's some word, there's a lot of words. <laughs> I won't say there's very few. There's a lot of words I can't say. That's one of them. Um, but this is this is one I've never seen before, and it was part of a, a three pack or a three beer sampler, and so they they were all IPAs. The, the of course the space dust is great, and then there's a hazy that was great, um, but the super fuzz I actually really liked. And first off, I like the can art because it looks like uh, you know from the '70s. It's got like that. Um, this can looks like Jimi Hendrix, which I which I do enjoy. Um, Could be and, Lenny Kravitz. Uh, it could be Lenny, yeah. yeah, could be. They both, I guess, well, I don't know. Anyways, um, it's a blood orange pale ale, and and that was intriguing to me. Uh, so I bought that whole three-pack, 18-pack, or what have you, and I'm happy I did it because, again, I always love the IPAs. So, of course, I'll drink me some IPA, but this one, um, it's an American pale ale, and it's it's orange, which blood orange specifically just made me intrigued. Nice. It's got a lot. It's got a lot. Well, it's... it's it's still a pale ale. Like it's it's like almost. <laughs> this is horrible, but it's like someone put a little bit of orange juice in a Dale's pale ale. But it tastes a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't hate on Dale's pale ale or any of those you know good old classic pale ales. But um, this one has a little bit of sweetness to it, a little bit of orange um, kind of zest, and it's a little bit of like the tangy orange. So it's not real sweet, um, but it is it is full of aroma. It's full of flavor. It's um it's nice and lighter bodied. It was great when it was really hot and we were all work, working outside in the sun, you know, doing whatever you do. I, I was the last like I feel like every weekend I've just been working outside, and luckily it's now getting cool where it has been been nice to work outside. But um, I've been been out there for a while, and, and these were just hitting the spot after mowing the grass or doing what you do, and um, and I really like it. So it's about six and a half percent alcohol. Um, it, it's a it's a good. Good taste in beer. It's it's not anything one way or the other. Only slightly tart, like I said, tangy. I would say, um, but it is it is light body, pretty tropical. So if you like that stuff, I know that we're kind of getting into the uh, the heavier beers, the stouts, the porters, the you know the big boys um, for the winter time. At least that's what I do, sitting by the fire. It's nothing better, but um, this is a good beer. It, it's really good. So, Isilian, Isilian, Elysium. Why can't I say it? I don't know. Elysium. Elysian Super Fuzz, definitely recommended. If you see it out there and you like the other Elysian beers like I do, um, then then check it out for sure. But that's yeah. what I brought tonight, boys. You, you what, know, um, like that, that movie with Matt Damon in it? Elysium? <laughs> yes. I think that's he why said I get so that. excited. That's why I get, now I'll never be able to say it again, so whatever. That was my beer. Now you guys go. <laughs> well, I don't have anything too fancy to share, but I can share either mango or watermelon. Which would you prefer? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not, or I am drinking some some uh seltzers tonight but a couple weeks ago i saw that tampa bay brewing company had posted a picture of a, of a beer that they just brewed middle middle of november called the waves of haze so this this part of my segment would be what do i want to drink um <laughs> and it's uh got so it's a collab with tbbc three sons and vitamin c brewing i don't know if i've ever heard of vitamin c brewing before but you know Sounds like a fun place to, to go try one day. It's a hazy IPA. Uh, it's So I guess it's dropping the first day of Badass Beer Week, which uh, was two weeks ago. I know I'm a little behind, but it is going to be on tap at Brew very soon. So that's why I'm saying this is what I want to drink because I cannot wait to try this. I hope it's as good as uh, I think it is. It says that it's going to deliver big aromas of pink grapefruit, citrus rinds, dried roses, pine resin, tropical fruits, super silky mouthfeel with crashing flavors of juicy chunks of pineapple, citrus, and pine. Sounds like a lot for a beer, but it <laughs> uh, yeah. it sounds great. Double dry hop with Citra Strata, Sultana, and Toulouse hops. I don't know if I've ever heard of ta- – is it Talus? T-A-L-U-S? It's Talus? a psyllium. It's a psyllium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, it, and for all that, for 7% uh, ABV, so – you know, again, that's going to be on tap soon. I think they might still have some four packs, but a beer like that probably went really quick. And uh, Christian's usually really good about uh, at, up at Brew getting uh, first dibs if he can on uh, some really delicious craft beer that's brewed locally. So I'll let you know. Two questions. Have it. Yes. Two questions. Um, I guess you haven't had it yet, so you don't know. But the first question is like, how, how, like, because somebody had to be like, they they weren't just bullshit, and they're like, you know, this ha- I have to taste pineapple and, and lemon and this and that. I mean, that's 
a pretty well-trained palate. Do you think you're, are you able to pick that up or would you have to have somebody tell you that? It would depend. I mean, especially if those notes are supposed to come from the hops, I would imagine. I don't know if I could break them down that specifically, you know, um, it would, yeah, it would take a champion beer taster to to really really break apart all those notes, especially or the the brewmasters or whoever it is that's that's actually making the beer. (laughs) Well, right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, which beer champions? There you go. So very correct. Well, good. That sounds good. Yeah. Let me know if you look at um, if you if you find it, you're able to grab it at brew. Second question was. I just threw my phone in the trash can trying to show you guys a picture of this thing. <laughs> I know nobody out there can see it, but the can looks pretty cool. You know what? I've seen that. I haven't I've seen actually, it anywhere in stores. I've seen it at Publix. Have you? Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. Hmm. I saw it at Publix. I remember it looked like a, like it looked like <clears throat> something from Terminator. <laughs> Don't you hate that? I feel like some Publix, not to divert down the tangent, but some Publixes have, like, I've, I've found one or two beers at two different Publixes, but it's never at my local, like, closest one. I hate what's that. more what's more frustrating is when you call the Publix the liquor store or the the craft beer guy at the store and you say hey I'd like Yingling dark or Yingling Hershey chocolate porter can you get it and he's like no I'm sorry I can't and then I go there the weekend after the Tuesday that I called and it's there <laughs> I'm like thanks for the callback Chad appreciate it <laughs> Chad he tried. Yeah. He did. He put me on hold for like 20 minutes. He went back and looked. He's like, no, nah, man, I don't think we're going to get it. I call my distributor. I don't think we're going to get it anytime soon. I'm like, all right, fine. Just a gro- regular grocery shopping. Sure enough, there was a six-pack. Chad. <laughs> I would have gone on the, uh, <laughs> the announcement phone and just be like, hey, Chad. Hey, Chad, for being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my Hershey's chocolate porter is here. No, I think he was trying. I don't know. <laughs> Last man, what'd you bring? So, I... Um... I was feeling the season tonight, so I was like, man, it's cold, it's getting colder for the first time this year, which is a welcome surprise here in Florida. Uh, I was like, man, it's cold, and it's getting colder. I was like, it, it was at 54 degrees when I left work, it's down to 50 degrees when I got gas at home. I was like, okay, I was like, alright. So I stopped by my local 7-Eleven, shout out to them again, uh, and was sadly mistaken. So they had, in their craft beer section, they had three beers. They had Guinness, they had Highlight, which, you know, I like both those. And then they had this new one that I'd never seen before. And I said, okay, the rest of it, Ryan, were seltzers. Ah, They had the collectible Bud Light seltzer. And then they had, yeah, which all of them are wearing ugly sweaters. Please tell me you didn't get the Christmas edition. Yeah, it's Christmas edition. You didn't get the Christmas edition. No. Hell no. Thank God. I didn't get that. They got, I got one. The only it's like beer. ginger snap. Oh my God. Yeah, no. No thank you on any of it. No. I mean, I'd try it. I <laughs> mean, snap, again, they probably had other flavors, right? I'm still dipping my Tootsies. There are other flavors, but I think it's a commemorative can. I'm still dipping my Tootsies in the Seltzer game, so I don't mean, I won't talk crap about it forever. However, as of right now, no thank you. It was like half White Claw, half like Bud Light Seltzer, and half like other garbage. So, with that in mind, I took my option that I wasn't particularly ready for. Again, cold out. I thought, okay, let's not get something super hoppy. Let's get something maybe a little bit darker tasting to me. So, knowing that I had the Bells Too Hearted in my fridge at home, I went ahead and got this new one, uh, Upriver. I'm pretty sure it's even been on this show. Uh, Upriver, it is an, um, another APA, uh, so the American Pale Ale, from Central 28 Beer Company, which I don't, well, actually I do know where that is. They're from DeBerry, um, DeBerry, Florida. So another local craft beer. Uh, and it was it was the right choice. Being so cold out, I came in kind of, you know, a little bit chilled, and I was moving around doing Christmas stuff outside, so... Yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's actually quite pleasant. It's a hopped up APA, so it doesn't drink like a normal APA. Normally, APAs for some reason they just sort of get to me. Other than Two Hearted by Bell's, um, they just sort of get to me, and I just can't. I can't enjoy a whole lot of them. Like I can't enjoy like two or three of them. But this is the hopped up version. It kind of sneaks in between APA and IPA, so I like it. It's really good. Nice. I'm gonna say, yeah, it's good. Pretty good. Now, there's there's a question. I can't tell the difference between APA and IPA, to be honest with you. I, I can. 
Is it is it just the dryness? Is it is it just the body? I I don't know. For me, I, it's all hoppy. It's the malt. I still taste the malt. Like when I have the uh, dog or not dogfish. When I had the donkey uh, reef donkey from TBBC Tampa Bay Brewing Company. That's an APA. It's mm-hmm. close to an IPA, but it's not as it's not as uh, piney. It's not as uh, not juicy. Juicy the wrong word. It's not as dry as an IPA. Um, typically, they're more like roasty. What I get, they're almost like like a little bit in between the red and uh and an IPA. Most of them. Now, Ryan, I'm not mm. I'm not saying that that's all of them. This is a pale ale, and it tastes pretty IPA. But that's because most hazies have orange and citrus in them now. You know the one the one. Yeah. Got, so. So you're um, saying that the APAs are more toned down on the fruity notes? I think they're less fruity, and I think they're more malty. But um, but so again, less I IBUs get, are still enough to be. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I've, I've always wondered that. I I, I guess yeah. I should look into that on the side for this. I feel like I should know the IBU answer because I'm drinking one, but <laughs> sadly I do not, as I can only read what's on the can and didn't have enough time to research this beer that I bought like a half hour beforehand. So. <laughs> <laughs> well there we go yes, sir. Uh, but again overall it's pretty good I agree with Donnie I get more of like a red type of taste out of it and I want to like reds I always do but uh, I just something about them I just can't have like two of them I just go one and I'm like okay interesting flavor I'm out <laughs> well you you mentioned specifically Bell's Two Hearted yeah which is again, I think it was the number one gold winner of the Great American Beer Festival for 2020, even though it was virtual. But what they have now is the light-hearted ale. Have you heard of that? I've seen it and did not want anything to do with it because it's low calorie. Uh, yeah, it be- it's because of the low calorie. I just I saw it and my options were that at like the same price as like the two-hearted. So I'm like, yeah. Well, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, but if you want the low, low cal, low alcohol right. option, like if I go, if I'm driving myself to a party, which isn't happening anytime soon, as we all know with what's going on. But if I was right, and you were going to drive yourself home, it'd be a good six-pack to take because you yeah. could have a couple and not feel feel like you just had a couple two hearteds because those will knock you down. <laughs> those will knock you down a peg. Yep. For sure. So, yeah, no, totally. If that's what you value out of it, then, yeah, that's yeah. a perfect one. I've just but. never had it. I've never had it. But if you guys see Lighthearted and you get a chance to try it, let me know. Mm. Um, and, and, Ryan, the question I was going to ask you, I forgot you mentioned Brew. How, how is Brew doing? Have you been there recently? Have they? A couple of times. Are they operating pretty normally? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I genuinely think so. concerned because I haven't heard from those guys in a while, but I also haven't been out anywhere in a long time. So No, um, from, from where, you know, I've been there a couple of times where there's, you know, 15, 20 people, give or take, between inside and outdoors on their patio tables that they have out back, which is pretty steady. For I think they only really seat about 25 or 30 in general anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, 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 okay. they stay busy. I think they're doing a lot more growler fills. Uh, I don't know what the exact number is, but I have heard stories where, you know, there was they, they've done over 5,000 growlers for the year or close to it. So, you know, I don't want to make that official announcement, but I do know it was between 4,500 and 5,000 growlers uh, just this year. And it really spiked up during the COVID situation because that's all they could do. So yeah, that's a lot of growlers if you think about it. Yeah, and their fan base is super dedicated. I, I think that's just fantastic. And and really, it's it's the best. It was it's probably one of the best scenarios to be in because they really didn't have any beer that they... I mean, they may have had a keg or something go bad over time from just people not being in there, not being able to be in there. But they're not worrying about cans. If they do crowlers, that's one thing. I don't think they do crowlers yet. But the aluminum shortage shouldn't affect them. They're not producing beer, and they don't have a large vicinity of an area to to real estate wise to pick up. Um, so I think well, that's cool for a growler bar. I think it was the right time to do it. it. They were definitely set up for success because they were able to really adapt quickly, being yeah. that they could fill growlers. Like you just mm-hmm. said, they constantly were moving beer. So. Yeah. Yeah, if only restaurants could have done that. I think BJ started to do that. They were able to fill growlers and things. Um, you know, may I don't, but like normal restaurants wouldn't have that capability. So their beer was just sitting there. Yeah, and a lot of breweries that were making beer like normal production, and then a couple months go by, not normal consumption. Not normal. When you're talking about hundreds of gallons, that's that's a big problem. So I'm I'm happy to hear that they're doing well, or at Absolutely. least they appear to be. <laughs> so good luck to them. Um, little growler bar here in Tampa. <laughs> 
Um, okay, anything else, boys? We can move on to our first story. I've got pretty light stories because um, I've got some a ton to go through on the geek news side. So, um, anything else before we move on? Let's no. do it. Grip it and rip it. Well, and these are pretty these are pretty quick stories. I mean, in terms of beer and revelations and really what's been going on. I mean, we had Small Brewery Sunday. That was last Sunday. It's a little too. I've, I've scoured the internet. I was unable to find any kind of hey, we did this amount or we anticipate you know twenty thousand breweries. Rev-. I don't know what it was, but. Um, I know that it, I, I kind of saw it even on the channels where I wasn't looking and that, that makes me feel good because that means that enough people were talking about it or it was all over social media where, you know, you didn't have to go searching for it. It just kind of popped up in your feed like it did for me. I think that's great. So, um, good for the Brewers Association and inspiring, you know, another, this is the second annual Small Brewery Sunday and boy, they need it more now than ever. So anybody else that acknowledged that and went out and got a, a growler or picked up some beer like we all did. Um, good on you because because it needed to happen the only other thing i have or the the other two things i have here is uh essentially the i found this on brewbound i don't know if you guys ever check out that website but there is a competition um called the uh, pitch slam contest and and i think what they're doing now this is going to take place next week during uh december 8th and 10th and it'll be streamed on the brewbound.com website um at 4 p.m est both days um it's a free competition that you can watch from the stream on their linkedin their youtube facebook and the, uh, the 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 finalists, I saw some of the competitors, uh, and they had some pretty interesting stuff. So I, I won't go into it too far, but they're they're creating some really interesting types of beers within regular segments. And I encourage anybody that likes competitions and whatnot to um, to to check it out. What I was what I was what struck me uh, more personally was Ryan thinking of you and your competitions you've been to. Have you have you? looked into getting any more recently any any more entry i guess you have to keep brewing if you're going to enter a contest or a, a competition but like uh, a, a local competition mm-hmm. yeah well you know i was gonna do the uh the golf side hospice event that was this year going to be put on and sponsored by the uh not temple terrace uh uh rotary club the pasco mm-hmm. uh rotary club that got postponed i think till march uh it's really mm-hmm. going to be something that's up in the air uh you know for as far as an event goes as far as competition goes um i mean i haven't really eh, haven't looked into it you know i doubt people are going to be i doubt it's going to be i well i would imagine it's going to be really hard to have like every year i do uh the florida's best you know Mm -hmm. the the last two years in a row i've been a beer uh beer tender however you want to look at that i don't know how that would operate this year at all because yeah. they're I, not going to want that i mean there's usually like 50 people in a room and we're all walking and talking next to each other i doubt that's even going to be possible this year yeah they, they're already talking that they're uh the temple terrace craft beer fest is in jeopardy for this year as well now in 2020 they didn't have it but in 2021 there's also a chance they may not so yeah it's a tough time for beer stuff but i saw this competition and i saw that they were organizing you know the the judge has been announced and the competitors are there so i thought of you and i was just thinking huh Wonder if you're doing it anymore. I guess I guess that's you know kind of what it is. What's going on? Just yeah, uh, not right now. <laughs> Are you gonna brew Louse's um hard cider hard cider pickleback? We talked about it in the last podcast, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did. And I, I don't want to I don't want to disappoint him by saying that I am and then don't do it for a while. But I will. Just might not do it for a while. Wow. So I'm telling you, Louse, I have a soda stream. I'll make it. I'll make it and I'll let you know if it's any better, but I'll make it with like vodka and pickle juice and it's probably going to be gross. <laughs> yes. Sign me up. What about right. maybe like making an actual pickleback shot whiskey drink and carbonate it? I could do that all day. That's easy. I just need a couple bottles of whiskey, a couple jars of pickle juice. We'll carbonate it for two or three days in an actual keg and then you can have whiskey pickle. Juice. I mean, you guys are the mad scientists. Why don't we make a pickle beer? Like, is that even possible? <laughs> is that a thing? It's possible to do anything in life. Will it taste good? I don't think whiskey and pickle juice taste good. That sounds horrible. Well, Dude, they do. No, pickleback? They it's actually pickleback. fantastic. With a whiskey shot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's a good I've only time. had it with vodka. No, dude, uh, you should definitely try a pickleback. Uh, they're refreshing and they're delicious. They don't, they sound like hot garbage. Like, they sound like a pile of hot garbage. But I have to agree with Ryan on this one. They're absolutely yummy in your tum-tum. That's what I'm saying. If I just got a couple of bottles of whiskey, 
figured out what the right ratio to pickle juice would be for however many bottles of whiskey I pour into my keg, I could then carbonate that, and there you go. We're all getting hammered. Yeah, I was about to say, my recommendation to trying your first pickleback shot with a shot of pickle juice is uh, do it when you are hammered, because then you'll actually try it. <laughs> like, yeah, because it was, and then you got, you know, you got a 50-50, because maybe you're like, Ugh, I don't feel so good after that, and you're like, well, that's because I was drunk when I started it, but you could also be like, well, I do feel pretty good about that, because you were drunk when you started it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's for me, but... That's all right. It's for me, and it's for Ryan, it sounds like. It sounds like it might be. Um, all right. So the next story we have today actually is uh, December 1st. Happy December, boys. And um, there was just one little note I wanted to pass out there in case anybody was monitoring this that's going on. I know a bunch of our friends like Sean Nordquist and, and the Florida Brewers Guild, ah. as well as the folks over at the um, – what's wrong? That's what I was just looking for. Oh, I, I forgot say. it was on the notes. Yeah, I was about to say a lot of our friends, um, you know, even even friends at the um, the Brewers Association are pushing for um, Congress acts like this. But it is today was the uh, the official organized plan of action to urge congressional passage of the craft beverage modernization modernization and tax reform act before end of your deadline. So this story came out yesterday, and um, essentially it, it's in a paragraph. It's uh, the leaders of the be- beverage alcohol sector. So this is, goes even beyond, um, I think, just beer, you know, of course, ciders and seltzers and things like that. But they're trying to push um, this national day of, of industry advocates uh, across the nation to participate uh, by December 1st and contacting their members of Congress to urge the passage of the Craft Beverage Moder- Modernization Act. I can't talk today. And Tax Reform Act. Um, which is currently in uh, vote, and I guess it is reaching its deadline for completion or for for votes. So um, did anybody look into this at all? I don't know a ton about it, um, but I know that uh, essentially regarding the tax rates that are about to expire, and I think the last time we covered this, when this first was being discussed this year, I think we said it was the tune of like, if you're a a regular average size brewery, say you have, I think, 10 to 15 employees and you put out I don't know how much it was. I think it was 50,000 barrels, something. It was like 200 grand or something over the year that this tax reform could save you. And it was about to expire. And so again, like small brewery Sunday, um, you know, now is the time when they need this support the most, uh, these small breweries and, and craft beverage manufacturers, seltzer and everything else included. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was, um, there's, there's, it's a hard time to do it. So I think this was important and, you know, we just like to talk about it because probably by the time we come together next time, we'll, well, maybe, you know, some, some output of this. I don't, I don't know, but it covers wine and ciders and beers and mead and everything else that you can craft and brew. So, um, big, big deal for, for small, uh, craft manufacturers, but, um, just want to give a shout out there. Good luck to them guys. And I hope that, that this, you know, works out for them because it, it really was, uh, would be devastating if they did have a tax increase. Yeah. So. A little yeah, less taxes, a little more drinking. <laughs> a little less taxi, right. taxi, a little more drinky, drinking. A little drinky, less drinky. taxi, taxi, exactly. <laughs> it says it's going to be a drastic tax hike. You know, it's just not going to help right now. And you know, lawmakers, they want to get all their fingers in all the little pots and all the little, well, we'll call them uh, fermenters, you know. <laughs> just, it's stupid. Yeah. It's, well, that's, be- that's why I'm going to chalk it up. It's just freaking stupid. I just think I think trying to change like unfortunately with COVID again I think that this is is not going to come at a time where this will get passed easily I think it'll be a hard argument to make to deny the the longevity of the tax initiative that was put in place in 2017 it was a huge benefit to a lot of small breweries and have gotten a lot of them to where they could be sustaining themselves through this pandemic so hopefully it, yeah. it does you know I mean on the flip side of the coin why are they always trying to affect the people that are actually doing the labor of love and providing this? I I wouldn't mind if it makes a difference, charge me an extra 2% sales tax on, on my, my total bill. It's I'm already paying eight and a half percent here in Tampa, you know, so every dollar I spend another eight and a half cents gets taxed onto that, raise it another 2% at, at local bars and breweries. If I'm drinking a beer, I'm okay with that. I would yeah, personally yeah. be okay with that if, if they can, because that extra, 
uh, it used to be 7% here in Tampa. That extra 1.5% goes to Hillsborough County to help pay for new HVAC equipment in all the schools, which is smart because all the schools are like 25 year old have like 25 year old equipment it needs to be replaced it's expensive to do that there's cranes involved i know about this stuff but pass it on to me don't the consumer don't pass it on to you know the people doing it that's that's where i say maybe make a change yeah but i think even that though ryan is you may be okay with it because you get it but like craft beer is already expensive enough when you can see a bud light or something that's sitting right next to it and looks like craft beer most of the time you can't even tell the difference but it's a twelve dollar six or twelve dollar twelve pack compared to a twenty two dollar twelve pack. So for all those people who tuned in to try and get cheered up in their ride into work or whatever, <laughs> we're just gonna take you down a peg and bring you right on back up. Donnie, you got our next segment. Bring you right back up by your golden arches. As we get into our geek news section, drink it on in, send it on back, boys. I'm gonna let the two of you Yahoos come up with this because you guys are blowing up my phone text messaging me about this or text messaging our group text about this bullshit ass sandwich that's coming back again. So Louse Man, take it from there. What a sandbagged intro. First off, <laughs> well, everyone out there, uh, if you're living under a rock, you probably haven't heard about this. However, uh, Raga, what's coming back? Ribs, ribs, ribs. <laughs> I like that. That's Was an that interesting the song? iteration, I think, of <laughs> what I believe to be like a Chili's. <laughs> you did. You just left out Chili's. You just went. I did. <laughs> You said the Chili's Baby Back Ribs song, but you didn't actually say Chili's. So, well, props uh, to on my, you. To, to, to the other side of that, I was going to do a little rendition of uh, Banky from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, mm. but cut it short because I wasn't sure if anybody else out there would get the re- reference. I have so. a feeling a few people would have. However, still appreciate your approach. Well, Very we can try genuine. it at the end of the show. We can try it at the end of the show. How's that? Enough pomp and circumstance. The McRib is back. Uh, effective technically tomorrow, but it's actually effective today. You can get the McRib. Yeah. Today is tomorrow. Well, sure. That, by that logic, yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, so the McRib is back. And McDonald's did something kind of crazy. They said um, they actually launched a, uh, a promotional whole dealy um stating that if you are able to uh submit a picture of your shaved face uh thereby rendering uh no shave november officially over effective december 2nd is that when it yeah december whatever um it's around december 1st or 2nd if you were able to submit that face uh picture full clean shaven to Twitter and hashtag, oh boy, should have looked at the hashtag. There's a hashtag uh, basically stating, boy, not selling this one. Uh, feel free to jump in anytime, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, you get a free McRib for shaving your face. Uh, again, <sighs> yeah, you, all you had to do was submit a picture of your clean shaven face for uh, with this hashtag. And you're able to get a, or you're entered to win a chance for a free McRib. So wait, so you don't, you're not even shaved... guar- you're not even guaranteed to get a free no, McRib sandwich. No, and that's what if you that's shave... what I was like. Oh boy, I really got to commit to this too, huh? Like, it so was... like one one person in the world's gonna get a free McRib sandwich. And it was also it was the uh, hashtag shave for McRib sweepstakes. Um, the four is not spelled out. It's the letter four. It's the letter four? Number four. Shit. <laughs> is that what just occurred in front of me? It's the letter three. It's dollar sign Texas, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> however, yeah. Shave your face. Take a picture of your face. Put that picture of your face on the internet, and you get a free McRib sandwich, which when I say it like that is not the most appealing transaction. I just now realized it. I love a McRib, but oh, that's kind of weird. And actually, there's you can you can score this really easy. All you have to do is be one of the first ten thousand people. Oh, it's ten thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was. It's ten thousand people now, um, and and that starts tomorrow. Hear me out on this one. Oh, I know what they're trying to do. Trying to end no shave November because no November. No, is done. they want you to shave your face so that you can wear your mask safely. 
Well, there's that, yes, yeah. but they also no, teamed. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. I was wrong. <laughs> it. Um, they also teamed up with the No Shave November people, and they're working to donate some of the proceeds towards uh, the act, like some sort of uh, uh, cancer research or cancer, um, you know, awareness and whatnot. Um, uh, charity. From eating McRib sandwiches, it's called the McRib Sandwich Cancer Foundation. <laughs> All right, so full disclosure, I submitted this story, and full disclosure, I read a small amount of it. Like, like I read like shave your beard, get a McRib sandwich. That's exactly what happened. I said to myself, I said, I'm gonna read this article. I'm gonna shave my beard. I'm gonna get a McRib sandwich, and then I went, wait, the McRib is at. It's actually available nationwide, not just select stores. I'm just gonna get a McRib. But I'm gonna. I'm thinking about entering. I'm actually probably going to enter. Well, so. if, you, if you don't do it like at midnight tonight, and you don't have your decision, then I wouldn't do it because you got to be one of the first ten thousand. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Be the like first ten thousand. That's not that hard. I didn't even know about this. I I, I feel like I can handle that. It's all well, you part should of. Make their... sure that ten thousand people have not come before you, because you don't want to be that ten thousand and one guy. Yeah, they're doing it. They said in the press release that it's because people with beards have a hard time eating the McRib because it has so much barbecue sauce. <laughs> this is a sauce-related issue now. Nothing to do with masks. Yep. Nothing to do with masks. It's part of their Triple D campaign. Triple D campaign? Yeah, I should have read more of that article I submitted. drive through delivery and digital during <laughs> you, the second half of the year. You really only read... McDonald's McRib returns Wednesday. Here's how, and then forwarded the story to me and Donnie, didn't you? <laughs> if I'm honest, exactly I read the title. I read the title. I looked at the picture. They had an ample amount of onions on that McRib in the picture, and I said, "You know what? Woo! Let's do it." Those are pickles. Wait. Yeah, you heard Wait, it, everybody. <laughs> Shave the date first thing tomorrow oh. morning, which this podcast will not come out until tomorrow afternoon. So- Shave your beard. <laughs> Jokes on them. I could shave my beard and take the pictures tonight and then just submit it tomorrow. Why don't you just use one of your most recent pictures that you took of shaving your beard, like from last week or whatever? Why don't I use a picture of you from like five years ago where you don't have a beard and I'll say, This is me, my stupid face, give me a free McRib. Not sure it works like that, but let me know how it turns out. Mm, I got one of you too, Rag Guy. I bet you do. Oh, I have some <laughs> pictures of you. I can't even say that with a straight face. <sighs> okay. All right. So, update from the the double the the golden arches. Thanks for thanks for that. We're all about McRib. craft beer and McDonald's. Get it, get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot and greasy and full of barbecue sauce all up in your chin strap there, Ryan. That's right. Okay, ninety percent <laughs> of that sounded real good, but that Ryan part. <laughs> It was the chin strap. That's what got you. Now nah, it was the rotten part. <laughs> got no hey, well, don't knock the chin strap. It's all I got. Oh ah, god. Okay. All, uh, all I was saying is um is there there is uh past this. Okay, I had one question for you, and it's for both of you guys. Uh, one at a time, please answer. Mr. Lossman, first off, what would you pair with your McRib sandwich that you're getting with your non-beard face? Probably another McRib. No, you can't do okay, that. Wait. What craft beer would you pair? The answer is oh. French fries. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a craft beer. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so we're talking. And Ryan, smoky. you can go first if you got one already. No, right, I was gonna talk mine out. I but... was actually thinking a nice, crisp, cold Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Mm. Torpedo would be a spicy number with all that rich sauce. Yeah, that's why I was thinking. Take it down a notch. Let me be yeah. refreshed in between the sauce and all the other stuff going on in that juicy McRiblet. The smoky, the smoky, the barbecue, and the the strong hop note from the aroma and that real like not bitterness, but that piney bitterness would would probably would probably bode well because that sandwich is gonna be sweet as hell. Mm-hmm. Lossman? Hmm, that's a tough one. Mm. Um, so I honestly, I think I think an IPA would do good. Like I feel like I, I'm no joke. I feel like a bell's too hearted. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's very similar to the yeah Sierra Nevada like torpedo. It's it's gonna have like some a little sweetness from like the tail end of that pine, but it'll be bitter and it should balance out nice with that sweet, rich, juicy McRib. Let I agree McRiblet. Yep. 
McRiblet. Is that what it is? A McRiblet? No. Is that a riblet? I made that up. That's uh, where they get the meat. It's it's out of the McRiblet of the cow. And the, I'm uh, sorry, not the cow, but the pig. Can, yeah, can you show me on a cow where the McRiblet comes from? It's, it's like near the knee of the snake. It's just, we don't need right. to tell all these listeners that we just told to shave their beard where the McRiblet comes from. They shave, to go shave your beard, trade it for a McRiblet. <laughs> you can find some, it on the... For some picnies. Yeah, you can find it on the cow right next to the cow's picnies. Perfect. Make sure you get all your beard hair into an envelope so you can bring it to your local McDonald's <laughs> and just here. I look out for you. Proof. It said shave my beard. Give me my remix sandwich. sandwich. Get get a wide mouth envelope if you're doing it right though, just to make sure you catch all the clippings for the McRibbins. Bring it in a Ziploc baggie. <laughs> Yep. Oh, this has been a train wreck of an article from the git, and I apologize to our awesome listeners out there. That's my fault entirely. I pulled the pin on this grenade, and I'm going to live by it. I yeah, no you longer will... want one. I yeah, want I one. Want one I'll take Ryan's. Shave your beard, jerk face. Shave your beard, beard. Give me your riblets. I'll shave it for you. Do I get a McRib if I shave Ryan's beard without his consent? No, get a if you hold guy. Ryan down and shave I, his beard, I'll like... give you a McRib. <laughs> All I need is the picture, dude. If I, if I, if I can shave, shave your Ryan's beard, beard, shave Ryan's beard, and then take a picture of you, unbeknownst to you, I could post that on the internet and get a get two free McRibs. Look, it took all of COVID to get this beautiful, luscious. flowing, luscious mane of a chin strap to to grow out. Mine took three <laughs> weeks after like I shaved really, my mustache. You know, come in nicely. So it's all silky smooth and yeah. No, you're not shaving my beard. I'm not either. Oh, I'll, I'll go you. buy one. It's five dollars. Tell you what, <laughs> I'll buy you a beer. You buy a McRib. How about you just buy me a, a McRib and cut out the middle, man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, can you buy a beard today? for the same price? <sighs> yeah, a pint. Yeah, there you go. All right. Hashtag well, hunt Ryan's beard. Hashtag save the beard. <laughs> nope. Hashtag save the beer. Yeah. Unrelated, but sure. Yeah. So we all learned something today. An outdated hashtag in contest that you can use and shave your beard and then immediately regret it and wait three weeks to grow it back unless you're Ryan and you have to wait seven months. Yeah, that's about right. Are we done with the show? <laughs> right done with the show? <laughs> no, we are not. In Is this fact, where we exit? Got, <laughs> no. We've got a spice yeah, we've got a we've got a spicy few nuggets here um that we can get into, but I just wanted to to take a minute for everybody out there listening. You know, this we're, you, there's been a lot of Star Wars stuff that actually has happened in the last couple of weeks, and I know that we have our uh, Fandalorian episodes that come in through, um, you know, through Joe and myself. We do them every Friday. We try to do them every Friday. Last Friday was a doozy, and I want to get into that one. It was um, the Mandalorian episode thirteen, uh, chapter. Five, let's see, chapter 13, episode 5 of season 2. <laughs> so if you've been following along with that, there's a lot going on. But I just wanted to spend a little bit of time about it, and then I have another Star Wars piece of, of topic we can get to if we can, if we can wrap it up in the next, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. We'll see. Um, but, but Ryan, I wanted to open it with you because I'm sure you have questions. I know that um, the reason I want to open up with you is because if you haven't seen, okay, so first off, if you haven't seen uh, the latest episode, The Jedi, it's chapter 13 of episode i'm sorry season two of the mandalorian so again spoiler alert i tried to do it three times spoilers are coming right now um but but this was a heavy one and there was a lot of lore all these 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 episodes in season two are just bringing lore they're either bringing lore they're bringing you know legacy stuff that isn't in star wars anymore was deemed non-canonical but man this one was was substantially uh important and I, i want to find out from you ryan because i know that you have watched all the show, uh, yeah, the shows and the movies, but you may not have seen some of the older cartoons or cartoon movies like Clone Wars or uh, Rebels or that kind of stuff. And so when you when they start threading in um, integral pieces of this, like Bo Katan from uh, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars and from uh, other Rebels and things like that, you know, it's it's hard to for the average viewer, the person that may not know the deep lore you know what it was but but ryan give me we're in full spoilers now so you can just jump right into it you can talk a little bit about it if you want to but what were your thoughts in this episode and what immediate you know any questions or whatnot did you have i i first off want to say donnie you were definitely right about 
why you really enjoyed uh, Ahsoka Tano. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, the actress, of course, was amazing as well playing that character. But if it's anything like what was in the cartoons and everything else, I thought that was really well done. Uh, really exciting to see how she used two different lightsabers as well. Uh, st- still need to peel back some layers as like towards her backstory, but it was interesting to find out, you know, that she's been in this now for, for a really long time, if I'm not mistaken, even since like the time of Vader or yeah. am I too far Well, back? she, so she, yeah, I'll, I can drop some info on that. She was, um, she was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Well, so there's two different potential answers for this because, um, it was initially the Clone Wars. It was actually, I believe just the Clone Wars. Uh, which was a standalone movie, but mm-hmm. I shouldn't say standalone because it directly started the Clone Wars um, series. Series, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the cartoon I, show. I think it was almost like a tester um, mm-hmm. of sorts, but I can't speculate on that one hundred percent. But yeah, Clone Wars and then Clone Wars uh, series. <laughs> And it was a big year for that because in 2020, I believe that's when the episode or the season seven dropped for Clone Wars, which wrapped up the whole thing. So Ryan, they had, I think it was twelve. It was it was a long time they had run the Clone Wars series, the cartoon on Disney XD or whatever it was, and it was good. There were there were good episodes and bad episodes. I preferred Clone Wars much much more over Rebels. I didn't like Rebels as much because I thought there was too much Disney in it, too kiddie stuff. But Rebels or Clone Wars was always good. And so they ended season six on this big like cliffhanger. Like, what? This is the end of it. Where are we at? And this is where Ahsoka's story built. And then in the last season, season seven that came out this year, Ahsoka got like fully flushed out. Where was she? What is she doing? Why is she doing it? What kind of person is she? Where is she now? Why is she not a Jedi? Who is she? Why? She is a Jedi. You know, like even her lightsabers were were originally the Kybers were red. And she had purified them, and, ch- and that's why they're white. And so she uses two because her fighting style is very different from almost any other Jedi. And it's easy to do in a cartoon. Me and Laos briefly touched on this when we were talking this morning. It's much harder to do it in, in real life live action, but she did a really good job. And, and the cartoon character was voiced by a lady called Ashley Eckstein, who I met at Star Wars Celebration. I got a picture with her. It's on, it's on our Facebook group. Um, she spent a lot of time with Rosario Dawson teaching her how the character actually like would talk and act and mannerisms and voice and how mature she is now. She's roughly about 45 years old. Me and Joe tried to break it down um, at the time of this episode. So she's, you know, not, she, they live an average human life. So they're not like, you know, going to be 300 years old or anything, but she's about 45. She's very fit. She's active. It's like Obi-Wan Kenobi for most of, of, you know, what you'd know him in the prequels when he was younger. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, that kind of like, he still had super jumps and the flips and the whatever spinny do's and throwing people in molten lava and stuff. But, but it was great. It's per- formally called a spinner. Do. <laughs> okay. Well, Ryan, keep going. Keep going. I mean, no, no, no. that was, that was really cool. Um, and then some other, you know, really cool revelations was her being able to communicate with what we knew as the child, AKA will always and forever be known as baby Yoda, but now have come to known as Grogu. And Mm I, I actually, I I was was sitting on the couch and I was cheers like Grogu. Like I I was like, ah, cause it was so, and then he he was all like, you know, talking with Mando trying to anyway. And then anyway, so I kind of geeked out, of course, over the Baby Yoda scene. I know there was a lot more to that part, but uh, yeah, I thought uh, just on the top of my head, just those couple things. And we, obviously, we could talk about the uh, story as to why she was trying to get the information she was trying to get and why those people were being held captive. We can pe- uh, peel back those layers of the onion if you want to. But Well, what I thought was, was really interesting about that, specifically about the interaction between Ahsoka and um, Baby Yoda was the article you then posted about Yoda's Yoda's speech and yeah. how his speech possibly could have developed, which I, which I do, which I do believe is, is point on. If you guys read this article, I don't know what it's called, but it's in the Facebook group that we maintain. It's craft Brews and geek news on Facebook. Just, just look it up and, and <clears throat> join the group. So real quick, the, the, the title mm-hmm. of the article is actually called the Mandalorian may have finally explained Yoda's weird way of speaking. I think to Donnie's point, it, you know, after reading it, I was like, "Hmm, it's makes good sense. Makes good yeah. sense." 
Yeah. Thank you for um, enabling people to not go to the Facebook group and just go to find the article specifically without doing that. That's great. Appreciate that. Ooh. Oh, we can edit that part. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, can we? <laughs> yeah. We can do that? You got, you got that kind of time, man. You can just edit that. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. It's fine. No, that's fine. It is their article. Bad I'm plug, not stealing bag, anything bad, from anybody. Bad plug. Bad plug. <laughs> you're fine. You're what fine. You're gonna do? But, but, but no, it is. That's exactly right. Because, you know, I happen to know somebody who didn't speak in their infancy for a long, long time until they were the age of five, six, maybe even 17. I'm not sure. But when you go that long without speaking, it can, you know, it can develop. And if that's how Yoda grew up or baby Yoda was communicating with other force users who he was obviously in the Jedi Temple somewhere when, and there's so many memes now of when Anakin went into the Jedi Temple and destroyed all the younglings, but somehow Baby Yoda survived. Like, there's memes of him <laughs> like texting that. him, texting Baby Yoda, like, "Don't go to the temple today." There was things of Baby Yoda in the snack room eating eggs out of that while he's in there slicing all the kids up. Like, <laughs> there's really good memes out there, and if you, I'll try to find some and post them. I had I had saved them on my phone, but I got a new phone, so I don't I don't have them. But there is some really good ones, but. Yeah, that was that that interaction, Ryan. To your point, was like really what what grabbed me the most. Um, in addition to the fact that I had no idea, Baskar was lightsaber proof. <laughs> that was the first time I saw that. I I I don't think we ever saw Boba Fett get struck by light by by lightsaber. Maybe we did. I don't think so. <laughs> did he have Baskar though? Well, right. He had Durasteel. At least that's what the that's what the old canon was. We'll see if they try to backtrack that now that Mando has his armor, but. Um, I don't know, but there were things like that that were really unique um, that I thought was just like incredible. Plus, those assassin droids were great to see in action, and um, I liked the comic relief of the uh, the other commando guy. I thought he was pretty cool too. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, we don't have to get into the details again. If you really want a good geek, geeky, down and dirty breakdown, listen to the Fandalorian episode that just was released on Friday, uh, or that was released most recently before this episode, and and you'll see it. It was um, Joe did a really good job breaking down some eensy beansy details that you would have no idea about you know so but but last one what's your perspective on he does it he's good he is good uh my perspective yeah so i i really liked it i mean it was good like you said earlier it's just been so many like just callbacks it's just been all this like just just canon and just reinforcing and it's just it's i feel good everything so um to see Ahsoka, to see her in, like, you know, kind of her old style, you know, with her new color, different uh, uh, lightsabers, that was awesome. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm I, with you, the Beskar. I did not really know that was lightsaber proof. That was cool to see. Uh, it was cool to see the tuning. I like that portion where, you know, there apparently there's a some sort of resonant, or resonation that uh, Beskar and Beskar equals some sort of weird noise and like yeah it was awesome um so yeah so uh, did i enjoy it absolutely um the only thing i i didn't i sort of read into a little too much was i was sort of waiting for uh, ahsoka to be like yeah all these trees i did that <laughs> like and if you watch the episode like i would that makes sense but if you don't then you know well that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but just, you know, the planet that they were on, it had these torch trees and this entire torch forest. I, I half expected it was her. Like, being like, ooh, yeah, no, actually, that was me. <laughs> like, well, I would have been like, you know what? She's on a rampage. She's got nothing going on. Like, yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. But well, and I, and I haven't done my diligence about the magistrate lady, but she obviously was torching planets right and left and sucking the resources out of them and whatnot. And, and that, that seemed to fit the bill. Um, I don't know how she became so evil or what she was. I heard that she was one of the last survivors of Dothamir, which I'm not 100% either sure how that kind of relates back to the story. But but again, bringing Ahsoka in. So, you know, it's bringing Ahsoka in. It's having her speaking with, the you know, baby Yoda and then Mando watching all this unfold. And because, and, again, you know, we saw Han Solo once say that the Force was just a bunch of mumbo jumbo and old wizards and stuff. You know, it just makes you remember that not everybody in the universe understands what this is or even acknowledges it. And so Mando now has seen it a couple of times. And all they can say is, well, he's got some sort of gift or powers or something that, that protects him when he needs to. I don't know what it is. And then he literally hands his little uh, ball and, and, and Baby Yoda just sucks it up right off, you know, using the force. So um, 
it was interesting. It was just super interesting to see, you know, Mando and how he's kind of growing. He really thought he was going to hand the kid over, and you saw a really touching, special moment with him and the baby Yoda, and and he was, you know, it was just really, really special. So I wasn't ready um, I for that, that moment either. You what? I wasn't ready for that moment, but then I was yeah. also not happy. Though I was happy, I was still not happy because I was like, no, he needs training. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, sorry, didn't mean to cut yeah. you Well, off. what I. Th- what I think at the end of it, and again, it's it's a fantastic series, you know, show that one. You see her in the beginning, walk, you know, running around like an assassin, taking out these guys. They can't even see what's going on in this like green hazy fog. Then all of a sudden, dual lightsabers, boom, guys dead, and she just they they end up teaming up and just decimating the place, which I thought was just so cool. Um, I don't know yet what the significance of that village is, or if that'll come back. I'm sure there'll be something in there that's that's brought back to the light. But man, that was just a cool one, and I think they. Again, ah- Ahsoka is such a powerful character, and that that episode was film was directed by Dave Filoni, who created Ahsoka. Um, he's a cartoon guy for a long, long time, long, long time Star Wars guy, and, and big fan of the, of the series. So it was really cool to see him put that to work. And I think if you're talking about all these spinoff series and whatnot, like damn, Ahsoka could do one because she's already been the star of a couple series, so <laughs> she could really do well. But I, I think this next episode or this next few, because we only have three left. There's this Friday. There's the next, and then there's that. That's that's really it. Um, uh, there's there's only eight, I think, in this this whole run. So, really, really good stuff. But I loved seeing Ahsoka, and I loved seeing the the way that the Force is developing into this thing, and the child is still right smack dab in the middle of it. Um, Ryan, what do you know about Thrawn? That was the big <clears throat> drop at the end. The question that she asked as she as she was taking that lady down was, you know, the magistrate lady. She was like, "Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" Because when Rebels ended, him and one of the main guys from Rebels kind of pissed off into the the outer regions <clears throat> with the help of some space whales and whatever else, which is why I don't love Rebels so much. But but they're out there doing something. And this guy, Thrawn, do you know anything about him? Because he's significant. Thor? Thrawn. Thrawn. Tron. Um... Thrawn. <laughs> nope. Nope. Tell me no, all he... about Thrawn. Uh, he's part of the, I think it's the chick... Chi, something like that. It's like this blue people, red eyes, and they're they're not like force users or special in any way. Except they're intelligent. They're extremely intelligent species, and he's one of from he's one of the only alien higher ranking imperial imperial officers in the entire imperial navy. So this is even when the emperor was there before Darth Vader. Like there was a there was a point in time when Thrawn was almost greater than in terms of the eyes of the emperor than Vader and um, Grand Moff Tarkin. And the only reason that Tarkin got so popular is because he took all the credit from the Death Star. So that's why Tarkin like was such a uh, highlighted uh, Imperial guy. But Thrawn is this master strategist. So he doesn't go in and decimate a planet like the emperor would. He doesn't go in and blow it up. He goes in and he studies it. He learns their culture, their art, their speech, their history. And then he finds through the manipulation of those assets the ways to take down entire planets. It's insane. Like the way that this, and this guy's been in the pre-canon lore. Rebels brought him back into the actual canon. So Thrawn is a thing, but he, if you thought the emperor was scary, imagine the emperor with no force, but like equally as intelligent, if not more strategically intelligent. That's what Thrawn is. He is a scary mofo. And he, he just is always thinking and whatever. So somehow he's going to come back into this. And I think uh, Moff Gideon, who had the Darksaber, is ultimately reporting up to him because the Emperor is gone, but that doesn't mean the Empire is gone. That doesn't mean, you know, at this time that that guy can't come back in and rise to power. So I'm super excited to see who Thrawn... Benedict Cumberbatch was slated to play Thrawn for a second <laughs> in these live-action things. It wasn't it wasn't TV at the time. I think it was rumored to be a movie, but it's it's he's going to be a powerful uh, foe. So, super excited about that. And I should mention, Ryan, he's like a great villain. Like just a the, great villain, yeah. The the voicing and the acting and whatnot so far, he's just that villain. Like, he's got that slight accent, that slight just condescending everything. Mm-hmm. And you just, you literally go, okay, yep, this is the perfect bad guy. Like, he's just going to talk a mean walk, and he's just going to do it, too. Like, yeah, it's a good time. Sounds There's cool. several books that I do recommend as well. Um, I don't know, Donnie, did you? I didn't read them. I just I heard really good things about them. I've I've actually got the audiobooks of Heir to an Empire. I forget what it was called, but it was one of the Timothy Th- Timothy Zahn books. Who wrote them? He wrote a, 
a series, a trilogy of Thrawn books before they were canon, um, which they're still not, but they actually brought the same writer back to write about the same character now that Star Wars is with Disney. So he wrote about them, you know, I guess in the 80s or 90s, um, but now they brought the same author back to write about Thrawn again. And Thrawn, he, like Wow said, he's, he's, he's what you, you close your eyes, you think villain. He's a yep. villain. Like, and that's just what he was. And he, it, it's going to be super exciting. I hope, I hope it's going to be very exciting to see him. So. I hope as well. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll probably get a little sneak peek of that. I think that's going to be the climax of the season. Yeah, dude. Yeah. If they showed two seconds of him slow turning on the bridge of an old Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. that would be enough. Like, that would absolutely just be enough to, to just put the deep hooks into anybody who's in the Star Wars realm and just, yep, I'm in. There's just, like, there's just so, so many we, things. Are that... we going to start a poll? <laughs> if we're going to see Thrawn, we're going to see Thrawn. They already mentioned him twice, basically, because the Darksaber and, yeah. and Gideon and the higher power. Yeah, we're going to see Thrawn. I don't know how or when or what episode it'll be, but it might be that where that's the last scene of the last episode of the, this season, and it's just him turning around, and then all of a sudden season three is like, shit hit the fan. I, I anticipate something like that. Maybe they bring him in sooner. So far with this season, it was it was hinted that there was something going to be going on. Look for all the Mandalorians. They drop Bo-Katan. That's like the biggest yeah. bombshell you could have. They think there's something about other Jedi. Boom, they drop Ahsoka. That's the biggest bombshell they can at the time. I mean, short of like Luke Skywalker, you know. So far, what they're doing is is really killing it for me. I love it. So yeah. big fan myself. Anything else in that, boys? Any other questions? Again, I won't get. We, I don't want to spend. I know we already spent like 15, 20 minutes on it, but but I don't want to. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. If you if you really want to take a look at it, you want to hear some good spoilers or some good Easter eggs. Check out the Fandalorian uh, most recent episode that was posted on Monday. Um, it was it was Joe did a good job, and I'm gonna try and do a good job on Friday, but it probably won't be that good. <laughs> Not as good as Joe. Yeah, give it a shot. I will. Speaking of giving it a shot. Last story I had, and this is really just again another five minute recap from me, and then you guys can talk about it. But are we Ralph, going back you to played... the McRib? No, not oh. going back to the McRib. Oh. You played Vader Immortal, right? <laughs> yes, I did. You played at least a dojo, I know, where you could yes. like kind of yeah, kind of so, get freaked so out they... in your living room. Yes, I played yeah, that. Yeah. So between now and last episode, I talked about how I think it was coming out like the next day or something, and and it, it did. It dropped on the uh, the eleventh or the nineteenth of November, I think. So that would have been just about last episode. Um, I have beat it. It's not very long. It's only about four hours, maybe five, if you're a dick. I was digging around, like I was literally going around looking in every nook and cranny and playing with stuff and messing with porgs and stuff. But this is Vader Immortal Lost Man, where you literally have the freedom to 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 pretty much explore seven i'd say wide big areas of batu which is great it's where galaxy's edges you know at, at the universe at, at universal at disney world on hollywood studios and we've been there you know we've seen it you can see it you 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 are walking around essentially in the same place now i say essentially because the particular cantina you're at, it's not Olga's, it's Slezak's, and it's like up on the top rafters above the Falcon. But you look over and you can see familiar territory there. You go out his cantina and you can immediately walk into the wilds of Batu. When you're standing up there, you're miles up on these big caverns and cliffs and stuff. You can look over, you can kind of see some stuff that looks familiar. So it really just felt like you were in the world. Um, the game itself was pretty simple. It was a run and gunner. You you basically p- collect droid parts and things like that, fix little things. You have like a little multi-tool that can like singe edges. It can unscrew bolts. It can power up droids. And you eventually run into um, R2-D2 and C-3PO and you have to do a little rescue mission there. But the whole the whole fight is that you're against this, this gang that basically tried to uh, um, steal your cargo from space, force you to crash land on this planet. But two was there. Explore but two. Get your parts and bits back essentially the cargo was r2 and c3po you help those guys out you beat the main boss and, and then you're done but the whole journey was really cool the soundtrack the feelings the little surprises the things that pop out like a porg that pops out of a jukebox that you're supposed to fix it was just really interesting so i know there's not many oculus quest owners that are on our facebook group but i'll have you guys try it next time we all get to hang out it is a fantastic just immersive get in the you can play space darts yeah. <laughs> it's fun man it was it was a fun game and it was about 20 bucks i got it on sale but um but man it was um it was great so I, I highly suggest it and i'll play it again just for more time in that world but um but yeah there's 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 more to do and this is only part one part two is coming out in 2021 i assume there'll be a part three like vader immortal um there could be other things you could purchase there there's actually like a little section you can go fight 
alongside Yoda and with a lightsaber and use the force from some sort of flashback that the bartender's telling you. So it's really a cool, a cool premise and a cool story. But um, that's all I, you know, I have to say about it, unless you guys have any questions. The Vader Immortal is on PSVR now. And I'm sure this will follow, but it's not there yet. It's exclusive to Quest. So if you haven't picked up Vader Immortal, definitely do that. Um, but this will be out there eventually. So Nice. Mr. Lousman, where can the good kids find you? Ah, I can be found at Mr. Lousman on Twitter. On the Twitter. The Twitter. 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 I heard an extra Twitter, please. Yes, of course. All right, and Broodboy, oh yeah, Rye Guy, where can they find you? I never, I still don't have it right. Instagram at Rye underscore Guy 813. And of course, our awesome, amazing group where we've been getting a lot more, I think, a lot more traction recently with all these uh, news stories that we're sharing. Craft Brews Geek News uh, uh, Facebook page. Come join us in the awesome conversation. And uh, let's talk some Star Wars. Let's talk some video games. Let's talk about our podcast. There we go. Yeah. Talk about what you want to talk about, guys and gals out there. We love taking stories from outside folks, so please do. Like Ryan said, that Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group is a great way to get a hold of us. You can find me um, at Craft Brews Geek News, YouTube, uh, Twitch, the group, uh, Brewmasters Club, across various social medias. So, yeah, reach out to any one of us to uh, to start a, a, a chat there or the group to start some some great conversation. There's been a lot of Star Wars stuff, and there's never... A, it never goes a post or two without something, you know, resembling craft beer. That's the good news. We always bring it back. Somebody posts about a beer they had or about a place they went to or about something they saw, and I love it. It is literally the epitome of craft brews geek news, so please do check it out. But, as we say at the end of every episode, rib, 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 Get rid of your beard. Oh, Get that, that sandwich. Line. That was my line. <laughs> Sorry. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.